It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 10th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at philiprr, or follow me at Twitter, at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... We're going to talk a little bit about Friday's game against the Indiana Pacers. There's not much to say, but there is a big takeaway from it that I do think is worth mentioning and worth discussing for a little bit, uh, you know, being that that this Magic team is still sort of on shaky ground. And certainly where we're entering the, the end of this very difficult part of the schedule where, you know, maybe there's some time to build some confidence, but also plenty of time for this team to fall back into some bad habits. A a very big game coming up Monday. So we'll also talk about that game as the Magic travel to Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks, all the prelude to their big trip to Mexico City for a pair of quote-unquote, that's me doing air quotes, quote-unquote home games against the Chicago Bulls and the Utah Jazz coming up later this week on Thursday and Saturday. We'll talk all about those games coming up in just a bit. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking to catch up on the Mavericks, maybe sing a little hallelujah, check out Locked On Mavericks. They do a great job covering the Dallas Mavericks. Locked On NBA has the full NBA uh, perspective for you from the national perspective with hosts from around the Locked On Podcast Network, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball covering the Locked On Fantasy. Looking to get a leg up on what's going on with the Chicago Bulls because, man, the Bulls are hilariously entertaining right now. Magic play them on Thursday. Check out Locked On Bulls. Fantastic resource for you there as well. There's a Locked On NBA podcast for every NBA team. Just search for Locked On on the team you're looking for. Plus NFL, big win for the Miami Dolphins. Definitely want to check out Locked On Dolphins this week. And maybe Locked On Patriots if you have some schadenfreude. As well as MLB and college as well. Definitely check all those out. You can find them all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. There, there honestly really isn't much to say about Friday's uh, 112-90 loss to the Indiana Pacers. The Magic got kind of caught on the back foot early, uh, were buried early, fairly early. It was still a relatively close game after the first quarter, but the Magic were chasing that game from the very start. Um, Steve, Clifford, Steve Clifford, after the game, gave all credit to the Indiana Pacers and their tough defense, but said, you know, the Magic did not have the right approach did not have the attention to detail, did not have anything that they would need to win a game like this. And so, yes, the Magic lost. The Magic fell, and and the Magic fell hard in this one. No doubt about it, it was that kind of game for Orlando, and certainly um, a a, a difficult one for the team. It's, It's become fairly regularly, and oddly on Fridays, almost exclusively, that the Magic... Lay a dud. The Magic just come out flat for whatever reason. Their their defensive intensity and energy is not all the way there. And, you know, 
Clifford singled out Evan Fournier's defense as being pretty good. Uh, I would add Aaron Gordon to that, although I think Aaron Gordon was trying to force things. I thought he played with really good energy in that game. Nikola Vucevic sprained his ankle, left the game in the first quarter, um, but did return, and, and he seems hopeful that he'll play Monday's game against Dallas. He was still pretty good, but you could tell that after that injury, he wasn't playing with the same physicality and intensity that we've become accustomed to this year, and really, the Magic just didn't seem to have the, the willingness to be physical and kind of match Indiana. Indiana pushed him around, and Indiana won the game running away. So, it, it feels like every once in a while now, about every two weeks or so, the Magic have a game like this. Now, over the course of an NBA season, you're not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to be great all the time. You're going to lay a few duds here and there. And in fact, well, I think several Magic players said after the game, while they, they weren't willing to use this as an excuse, they know they have to be better. They admitted fatigue was a bit of a factor. They've played a lot of games in a short amount of time coming from the West Coast, getting a few days off, then playing Miami, Denver, Indiana in the span of four, uh, span of five days. So three games, four days, three games, five days, however you want to split it after a long road trip, and now they're heading back out on the road. This has been a very tiresome, grueling schedule to start the season, I think. By some accounts, it, it's certainly one of the top five most difficult schedules to this point in the year. Orlando's schedule lightens up considerably certainly after that game against Utah, um, really starting Monday night, but but uh, certainly after that game against Utah, the Magic will have a, a nice little homestand uh, and, and a chance to maybe regroup a little bit and, and get some practice time, most most importantly. I think that's, that's the biggest thing about being at home is you get the practice time. But I do think it's important to ask this question and, and, and to be aware and cognizant of how fragile the Magic success really is. Steve Clifford has said it, not in those words, I'm the one using the word fragile, but Steve Clifford has said, you know, to be a high-level team, to be the team we know we got to be, we've got to do a lot of things really well. There's no showing up and beating anybody in this league, certainly not a team like the Indiana Pacers that's playing very well right now, even without Victor Oladipo. This is not a team that has that capability within them. They've got to play with intensity of effort, purpose of effort, and execution to have a chance to win just about any game. The, the, the number of teams the Magic can quote-unquote show up and beat are very small. I would argue that that Phoenix game last week or two weeks ago was... One of the few games that the Magic could afford to do that. I felt like they kind of slept walk through the first first half there. It was a very ugly game, but they, they found a way to win. Certainly defensively, they, they upped it in that game. And so, we know, Steve Clifford may not want to acknowledge this, but we know exactly how much this team can struggle. We saw it all last year when they won just 25 games. We saw how they had so much potential and yet let it all slip away. Let it all go away. And and we know and we can say that, that yes, this team wants to be different. And honestly, are different. 
They show a lot more resilience. They show a lot more fight. They haven't let losing streaks grow. They haven't let the same kind of patterns develop. That There's a lot more confidence late in games. Honestly, as bad as Wednesday's finish was, the anger I felt in that locker room was refreshing. They're frustrated at the external forces that maybe kept them from winning, but also frustrated with themselves, knowing they should have done something to, to win that game. They knew they could do something better. Unfortunately, they failed that next test Friday when they lost to the Indiana Pacers. And that only adds the importance of Monday's game. Because now the Magic have to regain that groove that they had. They've, they've lost six of their last nine games. It's, this isn't a streaking team. This is a team that's kind of holding the boat steady at the moment, if, if that. No, this, this is a team right now that has to understand how easily these things can fall apart. When you watch this Magic team, you see their weaknesses and you see their flaws. They don't have a lot of great shooting. They're shooting the ball very well, but they don't have a lot of great shooting. If they let off the gas pedal, they can give up big runs and big leads and lose games, especially if that team has a star player. Like maybe possibly one we're going to see on Monday night. The margin for error for this team is simply too small to take anything for granted, to take anything lightly. And one little slip, one little change can and has led to some unfortunately familiar results for this team. Aside from the date or the day of the week that all the Magic's big losses have taken place, Charlotte, um, Milwaukee, that happened on a Saturday, Denver, the LA Clippers, and now Indiana, those five losses. It all came down to a lack of attention to detail, a lack of physicality, a lack of aggression, lack of execution on offense. It's not always about effort. I think effort's there, but it's purpose of effort. It's organization, as Steve Clifford likes to say. When all those things are not aligned, the Magic are still the bad team they were last year. There's no avoiding that conclusion. There's no avoiding that truth. That as good as the Magic have played to this point in the season, they can still be a really bad team. They can still be a team that falls woefully short. And that's the part the Magic need to realize and change. Now, they'll lay duds still. The concern today is that they've laid five in the course of how many weeks into the season? Are we eight, nine? It's happening about once every two weeks now. Once every week and a half, maybe. Where the Magic just don't have it. And in an Eastern Conference playoff race that's expected to be close, that's too often. For a team that, at least for fans, from the fans' perspective, has these mental scars... We've seen them get off to hot starts over and over and over again, only to see them collapse. And we want to believe that this time it is different. These, these occurrences are happening 
just a hair too often. The Magic certainly can fix this. The Magic certainly can get better. I anticipate that they will. I anticipate Monday will be a much more focused and concerted effort against a really good Dallas team. But they have to understand that that's what it takes every night for the rest of the season, next 60-some-odd games. That letting go just a little bit, letting go of that rope just a little bit will bring back the ghosts of the Magic's painful past. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that takes us into Monday's game, a big one. Like I said, I, I was curious Friday night to see how the Magic would respond to the frustration Wednesday night, and I was frankly disappointed. I, I thought that, not, not that Friday was a must-win game, but for the Magic's developing and growing culture, it was a game the Magic had to play well. And I think they dropped the ball. I, I really, I, I was really disappointed with that. Maybe I'm pinning too much to it. Maybe I'm reading too much into things. Maybe fatigue really was a factor, and that explains most of the Magic's problems. I don't know. But I definitely felt like that had to be a game Magic played well. And so, now that they haven't, they're on a two-game losing streak. The Eastern Conference playoff race is tightening a little bit. Now they head to Dallas. It's not a must-win game. But I do think that the effort, energy, and intensity have to be in the right place. They have to kind of get back into the rhythm that led to their, you know, moderate, but certainly led to their success over the first quarter of the season. So this is a big one against Dallas, and Dallas is playing very, very well throughout the season. A surprising 13-11 and 11 start. Um, they're, honestly, when you look at their, their numbers, their statistics, they're the picture of average. 14th in the league in offensive rating at 108.6. 13th in the league in defensive rating at 107.8. So they're, they're, they're in a lot of close games. They're, they're, they're spunky. They stay with you. They, you know, they're, they're not going to blow you away with anything. They do have some dangerous weapons. DeAndre Jordan, of course, a huge factor on the glass. That's going to be a big key for the Orlando Magic in this game as Orlando has struggled to rebound throughout this entire season. It's been one of their big weaknesses, and Orlando's got to do a really good job on the glass if they want to come away with a victory in this one. They've got to find a way to keep DeAndre Jordan off the glass, limit the Mavericks to one shot. You've, of course, got Wes Matthews and Harrison Barnes, two veteran players You know what they're doing, but... When it comes to the Dallas Mavericks right now, the story is rookie Luka Doncic. You remember back during the draft process, I told you Luka Doncic should be the number one pick. I don't understand why DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick. Luka Doncic is the truth. Luka Doncic is the truth. He's already got a song written about him. It, if you haven't listened to it, it's very funny. It's very good. 
Um, but this kid is delivering everything that everyone expected him to. While you know his stats look like a rookie stat line, he's still making such a big impact with his playmaking and his scoring. Um, he's been a really good. I mean, he's he's the early early leader for rookie of the year. And I don't think it's particularly close. I don't think there's many rookies other than Luka Doncic playing at such a high level. Um, he he is he is playing really really well. And if you you saw Saturday's game against the Rockets, he was just unbelievable, scoring an 11-0 run to turn an eight point deficit into a three point Mavericks win, including two nasty step backs. This guy improvs really well. He's he's super smart on the basketball court. Um, and it's going to take a really strong defensive effort in this game just to contain him. And he can. He's, he's a rookie. He makes mistakes still. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see how the Magic attack him. I anticipate that they'll stick Evan Fournier on Wes Matthews or Evan Fournier on Harrison Barnes, perhaps, and try Aaron Gordon at Luka Don- on Luka Doncic for good chunks of this game, especially if it's close. Uh, and that's, of course, a really interesting match. I'd love to see Jonathan Isaac get a crack at him, too. This kind of put the rookie in his place, of course, but... Um, I, I'm interested to see what the how the Magic defend him and who, who they throw at him defensively. I imagine there'll be a little bit of switching on that because Dallas runs a pretty small lineup too, um, with a lot of with a lot of versatile wings as well. So I, I think switching is going to be the order of the day defensively against this this team. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. This is a team that you know was a surprising 13-11. I don't think a lot of people thought the Mavericks would be kind of in the playoff hunt and and playing so well. And certainly Doncic is. Uh, early start is a big, big, big part of that. But I think that, you know, this is a game that Orlando has to feel like it can win. This is a game, this is a team that Orlando has to feel like is their equal, is a team that they're not necessarily aspiring to be, but is on the same level, in the same tier as they are in this early part of the season. And so the Magic have to feel like this is a game we got to get. Not only that, you know, with all the other things going on with this team, uh, over the last week or so, um, it, again, they got to play with better effort and energy. They got to play with more focused intensity. And if they do that, I think that they'll have a chance to win. The big mystery, of course, is Nikola Vucevic. He sprained his ankle in Friday's game. He did come back in that game. He pra- he did not participate in contact portions of practice on Saturday or Sunday, but he did tell the media that he anticipates that he'll be ready to go and he'll be ready to play. Uh, without Vucevic, the Magic are a really bad team. Uh, uh, Vucevic has been such a vital part of this group. Um, losing him and even not having him at 100%, I think, could be could be harmful for this team. Um, it's, it's a big wrench to throw into, this, into the system, um, but injuries are part of the game, and, and, and of course, you know, the Magic have to take care of Vucevic and make sure he's good for the long term. Um, if Vucevic doesn't go, they'll probably, I would imagine they'll start Ken Birch. Over Mo Bamba. I, I don't want to see Mo Bamba going up against DeAndre Jordan quite yet. I don't think he's ready for that physicality uh, and, and for and for the muscle, especially because Mo's struggling a little bit defensively. The Magic need a strong defensive presence right now. Um, Vucevic has been that all season. Um, Ken Birch certainly would come in and provide a lot of that as well. But it's it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky. I think DeAndre Jordan I think is a big factor in this game. You know, we can talk about Luka Doncic. We can talk about JJ Barea, who's been fantastic as always off the bench. Um, we can talk about what Harrison Barnes and 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 um, and and what the Mavericks can do, but this game's going to come down to whether the Magic can keep DeAndre Jordan off the boards. If they can keep him off the glass, if they can keep him from getting a lot of offensive rebounds, um, the Magic will have a very real chance to win this game. And, and certainly, Dallas is inconsistent as well. They're they're kind of a middling team as well. So Orlando, you know, with a really good game, could have a could could get an easy win. With a really good game, they could uh, 
they could win this game very they could win this game uh, fairly easily I think um, but you know even if even with an average game they should feel like they can compete they should feel like they should have a chance to win here on the road at Dallas should be a very good one tip off is at the American Airlines Center at 8:30 that's on Fox Sports Florida Magic will head to Mexico City after the game for their games Thursday and Saturday uh, in Mexico City later on this week. So a big one here before they uh, start doing some promotional stuff and get ready for their two games, their two home games at Mexico City. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I apologize for not having an episode Friday. Um, I had to get up, had to wake up early. I do record these at, at night. Um, so I had to get up early to, to be on uh, WMFE's intersections uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the magic for a, a roundtable on Orlando sports. You can check that podcast out on uh, just by searching for intersections. It's by WMFE. The uh, website, let me pull that up. The website is at WMFE.org to search for intersection, uh, the state of sports in the city. Beautiful, definitely worth a listen. Uh, I was joined by... Uh, Jeff Sharon of Black and Gold Banneret, as well as uh, Jordan Culver of Pro Soccer USA to talk about UCF and uh, Orlando City, as well as we took a whole survey of the uh, Orlando sports scene. Definitely well worth a listen. Intersection is a great public access show as well. If you're looking to learn a little bit more about what's going on here in the Orlando area, I was, I was very actually very honored to be on that show because I do listen to it as well as a, as, as a bit of a news junkie myself. But no more promoting them, more promoting me. You can find us, of course, on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enable the scene device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at Mo Bamba's defense of late, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.